Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, Midnight Mando, live on Yes Have Some Podcast. And boy, do I got a big surprise right off the bat. You're not going to see this one coming. Hello, everybody. Oh, Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. Welcome to Midnight Mando, the Mandalorian after show. It's been one week since we were together last, and I'm just excited because Jacob Walsh is here. I am here. Hi. How's it going? Good, good. Now, have you seen Star Wars? It's... Do you know about it? <laughs> I'm, having a good, a... I'm having a good week with Star Wars. It's a prerequisite. It's an up on the roller coaster this <laughs> The last couple of weeks been okay. It's been good. It's been good. Hey, by the way, before we get started, as always, make sure if you're having any audio technical difficulties, can't hear us, let us know in the live chat. We're going to be welcome, welcoming everybody into the chat. They've, they're already catching me off guard in there. There's a lot going on. But we got to start off before we say hi to Troy and Ryan. It's Abigail Gardner's birthday. Happy birthday, Woo! everybody. Happy birthday, Abigail. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Now, <laughs> we are excited about The Mandalorian. We're not going to spend too much time getting into anything else, but I do want to check on everybody and see how your weeks are going. So, uh, Troy, h- how are you doing this week? Uh, leading into The Mandalorian, What's going on in your world that that you think our audience would find interesting? Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> Craig Craig Goldberg, there's a lot going on in the world right now, as yeah. you are well aware. Okay. And uh, I think that we should talk about Mandalorian. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. I just didn't know maybe you had like a new restaurant or like you posted something about In-N-Out Burger on, on Instagram. I thought maybe okay. we would talk about that. Yeah, man. In-N-Out Burger opened in Colorado. It's working its way out toward you all in, in Atlanta. Uh, very, very, very so close. Slowly. So close. Can't wait. Uh, Ryan Dole, how are you, man? I'm doing great. We got a lot to unpack in this episode. So yeah. I say let's get to it. We're going to go to the no comments. No one cares about Canada. No, I care about Canada. I really do. Um, I care. Pe- people seem to be uh, very impressed with our wardrobe this evening. That's all I'm going to say about that. Owen Triolo, everyone. Oh, not going to read that. We've we, we're not acknowledging the the elephant in the room. I did. I'm fucking it up already. You're messing up. The I'm whole messing thing. up. Hey, Ray, wow. Ray Cameron so, says no I'm, chill. I'm no Zero chill. chill. I, I get so excited. Uh, I'm so happy Jake is here. Holy oh, thank you. Shit. Thank, thank you, you, Ray Cameron. Thank you, Ray Cameron. Um, oh, it's very nice of Ray Cameron to say. Yeah. That. I'm also a, happy that Jake is here. Yeah, that's good thank stuff. You, Ryan. Um, you. Let's oh, go. You're ahead. welcome, Jacob. And talk about The Mandalorian. Now, what we do every week, if you're joining us for the first time, we want you to subscribe to the channel. We want to let you know. Here we go. Who's doing it? Sorry, everybody. Who's is it? it? We said you got to mute it. I don't know. (laughs) I thought I got a birthday pass. (laughs) No birthday pass. We do a roundtable discussion. We talk about this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Tonight, we are talking about The Siege, Chapter 12 which is episode four of season two of The Mandalorian, directed by Grief Karga. Is that his name? Grief Karga himself? Mm-hmm. Carl you can, Weathers? Yeah. You can tell who it's directed by because he put himself in the episode way too much. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, anyone else imagine him directing it like his character off Arrested Development? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yes, yes. You got a stew cooking. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, man. Poor Chubbs, poor Chubbs. No, we love Carl Weathers. He did a fantastic job. We're going to get into it. I didn't catch who wrote this week's episode. Is it all John Favreau? Did he write everything this season? I think uh, Favreau, uh, yeah, I think Favreau I think and, so. and Filoni both get writing credit, but I, I don't remember on this one offhand. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was pretty great. So we're going to get into it. What we do 
first of all, before we get the round table, is we give credits, and since Abigail's the birthday girl, yeah. you're gonna tell you're gonna start us off. How many? Wait, where are my sound effects? <laughs> I need new sound effects. Wow, <laughs> I really do. Star Tours. <laughs> yeah, can't find the other one, Abigail. Oh, weak, weak bell. I hope uh, I can follow up. Wait, um, here it is. I found the Star Tours chime. Thank you. Oh, yes. Abigail. Better. So so appropriate. How many All credits? Right, uh, <laughs> out of 10 credits, I give this episode eight credits. Eight credits. Okay. Um, being oh. a little bit frugal. A little frugal. Um, <laughs> I feel frugal? like for my, for my personal taste, well, I've given, I think I gave the first too. two a 10 and I gave the last one like a nine and now it's going to an eight. This was an episode that I, I enjoyed the action, et cetera, but um, there wasn't as many little cute creatures for me which is one thing that i always look for um and honestly it just i don't think it had quite as much going towards the main well you know what i want to say that but it really did <laughs> i liked it but it was now, it's not my number one that's come out for this season so far but i thought it was very enjoyable and it felt like a universal studios ride or disney ride <laughs> Calling a Mandalorian show a Universal Studios ride is just there's so that's much. That's what I call every theme park. Oh. It's not like you're like in the the seat of like a roller right. coaster. No, I got what you're saying. It felt, you know, now there's like Baby Yoda like spitting oh. into Jake's mouth. What? <laughs> what happened there? What? Uh, with that oh. segue, I, uh, Ryan, like an inside joke thing there. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, let's just move okay. on. Let's move on. Great start. There's a pandemic. Nobody's spitting into anybody's mouth. <laughs> Ryan, how many credits? I give this one nine credits because it's also like a universal ride for me. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan, for seconding that. Uh, Jake, (laughs) yeah, how many credits? You know, I earlier gave it less, and I was thinking maybe like seven. Okay, but then I thought, you know, it the the first time I watched the episode and and they mentioned the M count, I was like down. (laughs) But by the time I got to the second viewing. The M vote knocked it up to I think eight. Okay, so because you're... now I'm thinking maybe making the prequels, you know, just going with it is maybe the best thing that is maybe the most badass thing they can do. Okay, okay, and like Jake, you mentioned we've we've been talking about Star Wars a lot lately. You you've had a week of you you've been watching the prequels. You've been watching mm-hmm. this. You've been doing a little bit it of everything. Yeah. Jake's been doing it all. Um, so cool. So wait, did you give a, the number though? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay, we're over there. We're in an eight. Um, okay. Um, who's next? Troy Benjamin. How many credits? I'm going to give it nine credits. I feel okay. like uh, because it was a, a strong and solid episode, it was not the episode that I was expecting right now. Um, opening up a few mystery boxes or revealing a few mystery boxes, which was unexpected. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. And I'm very anxious to talk to Jake about the M count thing because I feel like they didn't say the actual word for people specifically like Jake yeah. so that they didn't <laughs> bump on it. Right, right. Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's a tough thing. Like, there, there are people who are hardcore Star Wars fans who want nothing to do with the prequels and any even mention. By the way, can we admit it would have been way cooler if Qui-Gon was like, you should see his M count. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the M count on that kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm totally an Anakin. His cool. M count is huge. <laughs> okay. And, when you're uh, an M queen, that's your uh, Anakin's your boy, right? Uh, uh, I'm gonna give this episode. Um, I'm gonna say 
Can you do halves? I think I'm. You can do I'm, whatever you want. It's my show. Uh, I think I'll end the show. Uh, no, uh, I'm gonna say eight and a half. Eight and a half credits. Um, I I also was surprised at this episode because actually I was least excited about this episode. Uh, so far this season because I knew it was going to be this adventure. They were teasing Grief Karga, Cara Dune were back. I like those characters a lot, but I felt like it was going to be a side adventure that gets in the way of us meeting, you know, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And as we're last week really leaned into like the Clone Wars stuff, this week felt like it was leaning more into the overall mythology. There's prequel stuff, there's sequel trilogy stuff, uh, there's cookies. And Which is important. Yeah. <laughs> no Wookiees. Yeah, super important. <laughs> Cookies and no Wookiees. That doesn't sound like anything I want any part of. Um, <laughs> but I'll say eight and a half because uh, uh, the Biker Scouts. <laughs> no matter what, no matter what, I was like, those things were badass. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do now, I want to get the roundtable going. Uh, Troy, I'm going to throw it to you first. Overall impressions of this episode, especially like compared to what we've seen so far this season. You mentioned... It wasn't what you were expecting. So let's let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, it was... I didn't expect for us to immediately see Ahsoka Tano in the next episode. Like, for them to just light speed and there we go, there's Ahsoka. I didn't expect that to happen. But um, the fact that they're kind of opening up the mythology, everything has been so kind of tightly knitted, uh, like our sweaters, uh, so well. <laughs> what, um, sweaters? That, what sweaters? What sweaters? What <laughs> <laughs> But, the, you know, the <laughs> fact that they're introducing this this kind of new possible overarching thing, um, which is cool. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I just didn't expect it at this point in time. Like, if, if you're going to do this, I figure you do this in the first episode right out of the gate. Um, and it's kind of cool that it happened uh, a few few deep in. So right. um, I'm also very glad that Carl Weathers didn't reveal the entire plot on Twitter the night before because he was trying he He was was trying I saw him tweet he's like tomorrow the adventure of Grief Karga and Cara Dune and the Mandalorian I was like (laughs) Carl what are you doing then he tried to fight Rocky at the end of the tweet I'll take Balboa again don't let him say that stuff about me you don't look okay sorry and then they were friends by the end of that. Episode. Yeah. And then they were friends. Uh, hey. They went to the beach and had a high five. Hey, listen, it's 2020, and uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone is in the MCU and the DC universe, and Carl Weathers is in Star Wars. So something crazy is happening in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, so I agree with you, Troy. They, 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 there's some, uh, as they say in Seinfeld, there's some matzo balls that they left hanging out there. Uh, Abigail, uh, overall first impressions of the episode. Yeah, I'd have to say that um, matzo balls were definitely hanging. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the things that that I look for, well, I know we're going to kind of dig into that a little bit with some of the things that were mentioned, uh, M count, et cetera, um, kind of the lab stuff that was explored. So, yeah, we'll get into that later. But for me personally, I really enjoyed watching Baby Yoda, uh, watching him eat cookies, which I know we're going to kind of get into later. But honestly... Watching him. Um, we're, apparently, we're getting interact- into a lot later. What Wookies and Cookies Part Two were making macaroons. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. making macaroons. <laughs> that was some of the stuff that really stuck out to me the most. Was watching um, Baby Yoda go into a classroom and interact with other kids and use the Force for the first time, and how he decided to use it was um, adorable and very entertaining for me. Um, yeah, the stuff with uh, with Cara Dune and the stuff with Carl Weathers. Uh, those uh, it's. It's big stuff, um, and it's stuff that's uh, kind of. It, it felt like um, 
yeah, it's it's honestly just a lot of, of big important plot stuff coming out in this episode. Right, right. So basically, let's start there with the plot. They uh, we we know that Mando is on his way to Corvus, right? Uh, he's got to find uh, uh, <laughs> Orokusaki. That's not who he's going to look for. <laughs> uh, Sukatana crossover. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the crossover we need. Uh, <laughs> So, but the, the Razor Crest isn't going to make it. It needs repairs. So they go back to Navarro. Now, Navarro is the planet first introduced to us, I believe, in the uh, the beginning of uh, Mandalorian. And uh, you get this really great scene early on in the episode. Cara Dune taking on... She, it's revealed she's the marshal now. She's the marshal for, for this part of Navarro. Um, so she goes in, cleans house. What do we think of that? Jake, what's your opinion of Cara Dune? Well, I mean, first of all, I think you should give the planet um, its respect and call it by its full name, Dave Navarro. <laughs> Dave Navarro. <laughs> Dave Navarro. Um, Abby made that joke earlier. I, did she? I yeah, couldn't yeah, even I finish it without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love that. It. I mean, it's all great to watch all that stuff, but it feel. I, I said this earlier, it feels almost as if way more time has passed on this planet than I feel like could have. It just, it feels... Everything is so different once they get back to that town. I'm like, how much time has passed here? Do we know how much time has passed between season one and season two? Like, is there any... I don't know, but in this in this place, it feels like 10 years has passed. <laughs> right. They, they've erected... Anybody, anybody else... Yeah, there's like statues <laughs> and everything's I, I nice like, now. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, everybody... Like, what is happening right, here? Right, right. Um, I mean, we talked about that in the first episode, that there was a passage of time. It's sort of ill-defined, but yeah, there was enough yeah. time for Mando to train with his uh, pack and... Um, so, I mean, it, it, at least a year or two, I would imagine. It has know? to be. It has to but, be. Um, Abby, Cara Dune, kicking ass... Saving a ferret. El- throwing elbows and saving a ferret and feeding that little cute creature. Um, that was adorable and I very much enjoyed it. Um, her physical presence, like on screen, it's she kind of commands the room and it's very awesome seeing her as that character. Um, I won't go into you know people's opinions of her. But I, 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 you know, she, I said don't do shiny, it. We, we said we wouldn't, but she shone You're brightly all in the this rules episode. <laughs> uh, Ryan, Cara Dune. Opening scene. Uh, well, my thick Star Wars girlfriend is like a total badass, and uh, yeah, that's it. We got to see her do that. What, what was it? She did like an arm toss into a fireman's carry, and <laughs> right. used it as a human shield. Yeah, that's a little bit. By God, Stone Cold coming in here, <laughs> right? So yeah. It, yeah. It, it was it was pretty cool. I don't know. It's like I I like Cardoon. I think she's I think she's a badass. Right. Yeah. Uh, Troy, any thoughts on, on this opening opening stuff? Yeah, I, I thought it was a good scene. I was, you know, uh, the, the Ponda Baba race. I don't remember what those guys are called, uh, but it was cool to see them mm-hmm. sort of setting shop in the armor's uh, abandoned space. Uh, yeah, where's and, the armor? And, Where is the armor? Well, last we saw her, she was surrounded by all those uh, <laughs> troopers, and she got rid of most of them. Yeah. But I think they cut mm-hmm. away, and we don't see what happens to her. So it's, Well, she's a real potential show yeah, up she's fine. according yeah. to the the mandos from last week she's like a religious zealot she's probably hiding in a cave somewhere <laughs> eating yeah. <the> rich- <laughs> on exile <yeah. laughs> um she has eczema <laughs> she might <laughs> they <laughs> all do that's why they wear the mask <laughs> very dry, it's very dry. <laughs> um so let's see mando shows up they're gonna repair the razor crest 
and immediately this is I do like how Mandalorian does this where it's like you know that the side mission is coming it a lot of this show plays out like a video game there was moments tonight that reminded me so much of Shadows of the Empire Spe- or not, wait is that the one the N64 one yeah Shadows of the Empire mm-hmm. specifically yep. where they had to go up the elevator and like Mando jetpacks to the top and throws off the stormtrooper mm. i was like i've done that before <laughs> <laughs> it was great um so this is where they bring the child he's they bring him to this school they walk through the town there's a statue erected to ig11 mm-hmm. which is amazing he's like i love that what a character arc for that guy yeah he's great. like in hero stance mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i love that well, he's um, kind of like Jebediah Springfield, right? He's got the one leg up. Exactly. <laughs> God. The town's kids are just uh, vandalizing the IG-11 statue. Yeah. Stealing his head. And... <laughs> um, and, uh, so, but th- there's this really cool scene. You know, they mentioned that school um, on Tatooine, and they didn't show it. But now we're actually – I like Star Wars school. Like, show me kids at school in Star Wars. That's pretty cool yeah. because then you, you got a droid teaching them, talking about God knows what. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was reading some article today. Apparently, that he was talking about something. I don't know. Did you, what was he talking <laughs> about? Or she? It was. I think it was a female-voiced droid. I don't know. Anyways. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, there, there were a few name drops in there, but I, I need to go back and rewatch it. There's so and, much and that wait, happens. Was that, the, that was the cantina that was shot up in the first season, right? That they've converted into the school? Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, I guess I, I didn't I'm, pick up on I that. I don't know. I'm just. I, I think that was in, implied, but right. yeah. Um, it's Abigail. like that old nightclub I went to in my twenties, and now it's like a family restaurant. Yeah, Exactly. So I think this is one of the great scenes of the episode. They leave the child there. They put him in. There's a seat available for him. He sits just down. Seat, yeah. uh, Abby, t- t- talk yeah. us, talk us through this scene. Well, I want to say that the droid that's teaching the class is not paying very close attention to what the students are doing because they can have snacks, apparently, during the lesson. <laughs> yes, this is um, Star Wars. They're allowed to have snacks, I guess. Yeah. They're not allowed to have that's snacks okay. in high school. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, that's a, It's a really cute scene seeing him come and integrate with the class and sit in that little seat. Um, and then seeing him making eye contact with the kid eating cookies next to him, those little blue macaroons, not only made me want those cookies, but... I, obviously, I understood where the child's coming from, like trying to move them over. And you see, like, you know, he's used his force powers to like save lives and do heroic, epic things. But just to to get those cookies that he really wanted was extremely sweet, and I love that moment. Yeah, somebody said John Bartley in the chat says last time they showed a school, Anakin killed all the kids. Oh my god! I imagine that the conversation, you know, we can't understand what the child is saying, but I imagine he sits down and he, he looks. He goes, "Hey, what's up? I'm uh, the child, and uh, I like one of those cookies." And the kid's like, "No," yeah. and he's like, "Oh, you should see my M count. I'm taking those cookies from you." Um, uh, Troy, any thoughts on uh, the school scene? School school scene was great, um, and it's one of those things where you see him as the child being this tiny little baby, even though he's fifty some years old. Uh, and it's like he's just a baby. You're gonna leave him with these advanced kids? Okay, sure. Uh, whatever's gonna happen. learn. He's a hey, man. Um, the he's baby in the gifted program. Fixed the baby. Almost fixed the razor crest at the cold open. Oh, so we like, didn't even talk about the open. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the entire uh, episode. Yeah. I was Let, leaving that for so dangerous. Damn it. Well, uh, let's go no, back. Let's oh, go back. Yes. It's um, like a baby Groot uh, moment. That was—I felt like that oh, was yeah. that was very baby Groot uh, having him uh, 
uh, the the opening scene, I guess, is uh, <laughs> they're trying to repair the Razor Crest, and Mando is yeah. is With the um, blue one where the red one was. <laughs> yeah, and I like <laughs> sometimes like I was like, does he know colors? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, but his know. little coos and noises were like this oh, the most adorable thing. Super cute, He's a little mogwai, that guy. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely yeah. I, there's more gizmo in him than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, okay. Well, that was cute. We'll, we'll touch on that more later if needed. But it mm-hmm. was kind of a uh, just kind of a fun little cold open. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, they don't they don't reference it later in the episode. If it was like a DC movie, it'd be like, oh, remember earlier with the red and blue wires? Like, and it would become <laughs> a, a let's see it. A yeah. plot point. Let's <laughs> see um, the red wire. <laughs> they're gonna bring that up like five sequels later and yeah. some other. <laughs> The blue wire's name was Martha. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. Um, so okay, so back into the school. So they leave. Uh, they leave the child there, and then basically, uh, there's this. Uh, oh, by the way, I came up with a joke tonight. You guys want to hear it? I made up a Star Wars joke. Sure. Uh, what kind of sunglasses do they wear in Star Wars? Ray buns. Mm. Okay. There was a there was a little girl in the classroom that had, that had ray buns. She not did. Shite. Mm-hmm. Doesn't oh, make leave. it funny though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Like, cool. What's up? What's what's next, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Two midi chlorians walk into a bar. All right. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, Forty five minutes. The next so okay. 45. Let's get into the, the let's get into the mission. Uh, let's get into the mission. Thank you. Ray Cameron likes it. Hey. Don't, yeah. don't, don't Ray. Like it, don't like it. Don't do that. Um, so, Grief Karga and Cara Dune explain to Mando that, uh, well, they go and meet up. They leave the child there. And we meet an old familiar friend. Do we not? Horatio Sands? Uh, mm-hmm. What's the name of this character? Myth- Mithril? Spider-Man. He plays Horatio <laughs> Sands as Spider-Man. Uh, the Mithril, uh, who we last saw was uh, uh, Mando hunted him down. Uh, in in the opener of season one, and he mm-hmm. was put into carbonite. They keep threatening him with. They keep lording the carbonite yeah. over him. This poor man. They'll put you back. It's 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 how, uh, how the, long? It's we kind of felt yeah. They kept taking like hundreds of years off of his sentence. Like I'll I'll take a hundred years off your sentence. Like how long? Does that species live? The I like the uh, I'll put you back into carbonite is the I will turn this car I'll around this car. of the Star Wars universe. I liked when he had that uh, when he like yeah moisture or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm interested in what what happened it? there. He what was that like, like nervous energy? It was like yeah, it was like he pollinated. Yeah, that's what that's what moisture farmers rely on. They talk about his moisture vest. So I'm <laughs> right, right, right. So basically, they they explain uh, they explain to him like we we've got this problem on Navarro. This is where they get into the main plot of the episode. There's an imperial, of course. There's a, 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 a an imperial base uh, that well, is it's just on, a skeleton crew. It's just a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. There's a couple like three stormtroopers. Probably. How do they not know that it's not a skeleton crew though? Well, they because they they that's they think they have to lie to Mando to get him involved. Like he's like, I'll kill all these people. <laughs> There's just care. like five of them. <laughs> right, it's fine. Right. right. <laughs> um. So they they explain to him. There's this uh, imperial base, and if the, if they can get rid of this base, then the entire planet will be will be safe and will become a trading port for the entire sector or whatever they said. Um. So they get they get on the speeder. And they head over to the Imperial base. 
I love it. I like seeing. I like the storyline that I I think I'm most interested in Mandalorian right now is where is the Empire now after the fall of uh, uh, of the Empire? <laughs> after we watched the Star the the Lego Holiday Special too. So after the Emperor is is thrown into the the thing, um, no, what we learned is in every timeline it happens no matter what. So there's no no, no getting around it. Yeah. Um, but I want to know where the Empire is. I want to know. Uh, like I said last week, it, it feels like the Foot Clan in Ninja Turtles 2. Like, there's just, they're kind of scattered. They got back to the meetup spot. They don't know what's going on. And uh, I'm waiting for Super Shredder, is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, what, what, what now? They get there and then, and then shit starts hitting the fan. Uh, Abby, uh, tell me what's up. Well, I like that speeder ride over in particular. I thought that Cara Dune looked really cool with like her elbow out and just all of that kind of reminded me of like, if this was a ride, not at Universal Studios, but at Disney, <laughs> we would probably take the speeder and then get on the Marauder and get to feel like everything happening. So I, I enjoyed that ride over. Um, yeah. And honestly, I thought that uh, uh, Horatio Sands, I thought his character kind of showed up a little bit and was very funny when they were like entering into that Imperial place when he's like talking about the, uh, the thing he's using. He's like, this is for plumbing and such. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. To get His it. tool. <laughs> but, yeah. That was really, I, love I that. enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, seeing, uh, seeing the group go in on a mission where it's like, they're not even all on the same page or they all have kind of different agendas. That's classic star Wars. And I really enjoyed watching um, them go in and kick some ass. Like it, it was exciting. It's great yeah. action. Right. Uh, I thought it was awesome. Horatio Sands. Yeah, like you were saying, he's kind of that oddball out. He kind of reminded me of uh, Rob Schneider in the 90s Judge Dredd a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of had a little little bit of vibes of that. And then uh, the the Imperial base, too, I thought was cool because it kind of reminded, like, reminded me of uh, No, we lost the you there inside. for a second. We say that again? Oh, uh, the the base, the Imperial base? Yeah. It reminded me of Mustafar. Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. Separatists were hanging out mm, like, oh, on yeah. the outside. Right. And then the inside, was it felt very classic Imperial. Yeah, like for sure. Like Death Star hallways and that kind of stuff. So right, right. I, I thought it was, I thought that was totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. Y- Go yeah. ahead. Go for it, Troy. Uh, in- interested in your thoughts. Oh, I was going to say, I, I enjoyed the, uh, you know, the, the tractor beam deactivation uh, lever that had no basically a whatever that was maybe six inch wide platform with no railing and they've forced Horatio Sands' character to go out there and deactivate the <laughs> yeah like yeah you go <laughs> yeah and, and when they first, put you back in carbonite now when they first show up they see the the kind of transport trooper what is, what's the name of the vehicle the, the marauder that, the marauder the marauder uh the um the MCAT. Troop transport. What, yeah, the troop transport. Um, but I think it was different than the troop transport we saw earlier in the Mandalorian. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but anyways, uh, and there's kind of this fight. Mando shoots up. They go up the elevator. And like, I guess the whole plot is, this is where it feels very video game like. It's like, how do we get past this you level? Press a button. Yeah. And somehow the lava, it's the lava will rise yeah. and will destroy the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like, how do you like each episode is kind of like a level of a video game, which is fine with me. Um, I think it's kind of a cool way to, to tell the story. Um, but yeah, really there's just like, I, I, I the sequencing is, is kind of fuzzy to me, but there, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of killing of stormtroopers, a lot of sneak star Wars heroes are at their best when they're sneaking around Imperial bases, trying not to be spotted by stupid yeah. stormtroopers. Well, they find out really quickly 
that it's not a skeleton crew. It's a lot <laughs> is basically what, what is happening. Right. Oh, right. there's things happening here. Right. There's a lot happening right. there. Um, so let's talk about these big plot point reveals. Uh, Troy, this is kind of what I wanted to get into with you. Uh, we they, they come upon this room and there are what, what look like, what are we going to call these things? Clone tanks? Snoke jars? Uh, they, they, they kind of purposefully clouded the... It's the props department from Alien Resurrection. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's it's just the failed clones. Right, right. It's that's clearly... True. They don't have to explain it. You you can see that imagery and know immediately, like, okay, we're right. dealing with some sort of... It's the original Aliens thing. ride from Disneyland. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or when yeah, Ripley pops out of the, the Great American yeah. Movie ride, too. Um, yeah, but it's really cool. And, like, right off the bat, because, like, clones are such a part of... my my. My original thought was like, oh, this has something to do with like clones, like trooper clones, like Clone Wars and all that. But as they kind of get into it and that scientist pops up on the hologram and explains what basically they had extracted this blood from the child, right? And they were going to use this blood to try to infuse these clones and create these new, I guess, force sensitive beings of some sort. That's where the M count thing comes in. So they, they say that. I, I don't know the exact line was his MCOM was off the. Oh well, well he not, says they're not they're not going to find another donor with that sort of donor. Right, they're yeah. not going to find another donor, another organism with. So let's let's break it down. Let's get nerdy with it, which is my favorite Will Smith song. Midi chlorians, they're back. They're here. They're real. Get used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> that should be a shirt. Midi chlorians are back. Get used to it, Abby. The Phantom Menace is one of your favorite Star Wars movies. I know yes. you love the prequels. What, what is your feelings on what has traditionally been a little bit of a controversial subject? And if you don't know why, it's because the, the, the going You're thought... You're trying to explain something that is often better left unexplained and seems that. more magical and mystical as a force that binds and holds everything together rather than you have actual numerical counts of cells or whatever in your body, which is what makes like when someone brings science to church. You know, just <laughs> yeah. Or when right, I'm right. lost, when they're like the whispers in the forest are all the people who used to live here, and you're like, oh, that's fucking lame. Like, you'd rather let your imagination fill it in, or right, like right, kind right. of think about it from your own perspective. But I'm mixed about it, honestly. I feel like the Mandalorian, the show, it's like I feel like it, its job is to redeem some of the lesser loved and less understood parts of Star Wars. So it's like this is a great challenge for them to take on midichlorians and make them important and make them something that we all care about, redeem them, so to speak. Right. So I'm willing to see where it goes and I'm happy to see something from the Phantom Menace and see it's cool, you know, bring it back, make it valid, make it real. Let's embrace it. Right. I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm also going to go with the prequel route and we're going to do my usual episode tactical reference. <laughs> Because uh, I think he said yeah. it. To, I think he said it. To, he did. Yeah, there, there it is. Um, <laughs> because they are doing the cloning as opposed to going to the original cloners on Camino, so it kind of tells you again where the Empire is because their pocketbook isn't big enough to afford the good cloners to, right. uh, you know, to make that happen. Uh, especially now, they're probably just using like dollar store cloning materials now at this point which is why they can't get the m count into the clones that they want right so uh that's that's kind of like my whole first 
process my thought process went to right away because of course it does but uh yeah i kind of noticed they were doing it themselves as opposed to going to the experts I think Abby's, Abby. Abby's done. Abby's, le- Abby's leaving. Right. She didn't like that. All right. She's wow. offended. Ryan, okay. Well, the, I'm sorry for bringing Ryan? up. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry for bringing up. There's a little cat in. There's two cats clawing at the door. It's a, it's real life. That's yeah, real life. Um, infringing on our show. Okay. So we've got two <laughs> two uh, two yeses for midichlorians. Uh, Troy, where are you on this? I I'm. I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big fan of midichlorians because the whole thing when you watch Star Wars: A New Hope is that the Force surrounds us, it binds us, it brings us all together. So every one of us is capable of being Force sensitive, right? So it's the the Force is something that cr- combines all living yeah, things. Hold on, not universe. to cut you off. It's like when when they tell you anybody could be president. Well, not really. Like there's some kids who clearly won't be president. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Greedo is not using the force. Okay. Greedo is not using the force. Right, right, right. But, but at the same time, I understand why the, you know, they're setting things up here because they're trying to infuse the, the midichlorians into some sort of a donor or some sort of uh, you know, if, if they're trying to infuse um, dark troopers or whatever it ends up being at the end. And they're trying to have these like force sensitive soldiers Okay, you have to get them to. It's a the only way to do it. Force, yeah, exactly. And and they're trying to explain that science, but the problem is that it's discounting the fact that, well, there was there was a little bit of wish fulfillment. We could have all been Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. Mm. We all wanted to use the Force. We all wanted to close our eyes and and see this unseen thing that was in front of us. Um, so it's it's tough. I mean, I I've heard a lot of debates on, especially the the prequels, where it's like, ah, oh, God, midichlorians ruined a whole lot of the lore, and it's like, well. It's science explaining something that, you know, like you guys were talking about, church. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. it's science trying to explain faith or a belief. Okay, sure. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I like it in the sense that it's giving us a good setup here for what the hell Moff Gideon is up to and what he's trying to do. And if this ties into, like, maybe those are Palpatine clones. I saw, I think it was Ray said, pickled Palpatines. Uh, like, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is how Emperor Palpatine finally gets that viable clone of himself that he then, you know, can can try to reclaim his throne. Um, but it if also we find out that Palpatine's yeah. return, that he is a clone of Baby Yoda, that is where I will say, bye, Star Wars. <laughs> You've gone too far. Well, um, no, you I say that, but I don't like, believe you. No. you he was still Captain like Dangly Legs, right? In Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> right. So, I <laughs> mean, true. if he was really that good of a clone, he wouldn't have had that stick up his ass carrying him around the, the temple. <laughs> right. His maybe, crane. I mean, <laughs> Craig, would you walk away? Would you walk away from this entirely if this ends up being Snoke? Like, if Baby Yoda is responsible for creating this kind of like gnarly-looking clone, force-sensitive that's super, super powerful because his M counts off the charts. Right. Right. Um, is uh, no, this kind of like the Snoke backstory, I guess is what I'm saying. So, I, I mean, we're in season two of Mandalorian. We know it's after the Empire pre-First Order. It makes sense to me that there's going to be major plot points that kind of lead... That, in the same way that Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, you know, padded and added to the lore of the prequels, I think a lot of the content that we get over the next couple of years is going to actually build up more uh, lore into the sequel trilogy. And I think that's a good thing. So if they can give us a really great, uh, uh, you know, explanation on, on where the empire started experimenting with, with uh, you know, using force sensitive beings to reclone or remake uh, 
the Emperor or Clo- uh, Cloak? Snoke? Let's call him Cloak <laughs> from now on. Uh, what, Cloak, whatever, whatever it ends up being, uh, I think that's good. I was joking. I would not walk away. But I, I think we're going to – I hope that they've got an end game. Um, I, I hope that the child – I hope there's a moment where – I hope there's a holy shit moment somewhere down the line where like – Nobody saw this coming. Like this, this plot, the stuff that we've been seeing with the child is even bigger than we could have, you know, imagined. Uh, I don't know what that would be, but I, I think the writing so far has been clever enough that they're going in that direction. But so I did want to mention that the character's name's uh, per, what is it? Uh, Pershing. That's the the scientist name. Doctor Pershing. Doctor yeah. Pershing, yeah. and we see his hologram, and uh, yeah, it, it right right after that conversation, Mando's like, I'm gonna go get the kid <laughs> i'm gonna get out of here um, him again. so uh and then he he bails right in in the uh they, they cut there's a whole thing that happens with the lava like we talked they're gonna blow up the base right yeah. um and they succeed in that mando takes off in the jetpack uh they grab the trooper uh transport uh and they're gonna escape as well and we see it the imperial base kind of blowing up which means that whatever they were experimenting on in on that base, those clo- like they destroyed something. They destroyed it. They yeah. destroyed something. Um, Wait, so never, do we see the base blow up? That's the other thing that was kind of yep. vague yeah. and anticlimactic. Do you see it blow up? We okay. do. Yeah, but it's kind of a far away. Right. Well, the TIE fighters yeah, are, are taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and there's a shockwave too that happens. Right. Um, Abby, anything else on this scene before we uh, move on to uh, where it gets real Star Wars for like 10 minutes? Yeah. Real, no, I kind of want to get on to that next scene, to be completely honest. I don't have anything to add to the speculation Did on the jar of snakes. Okay. Did anybody think that Cara Dune was going to pull an Ellen Ripley and drive that troop transport into the base and start yep. tearing it through the hallway for some reason? I, I thought there that's what a- they were setting up. And then she hits the door and she reverses it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when they, they – there's this really funny scene where there are the three of them, uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune and uh, – uh, Horatio Sands. Can you believe this is Star Wars? <laughs> Too much Star Wars. Um, they're, they're, in the, they're, they're in the cockpit, and there's this moment where they, they fly off, and then it tilts down, and they do the, whoa! Like, it's like... <laughs> like a ride? Yeah, like a ride, like a ride. And, yeah, um... That's kind of a ride. You gotta get sick, just like me, like, on the, the Ferris wheel. After too many cotton candies. Like, it really... Right. And then they destroy his uh, poor speeder. It lands right, right on top. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, this is where the the it blows up, and then we got the biker scouts. So let's talk about it. This is a really cool Star Wars land battle. Uh, I thought the action was great. I thought the biker, uh, you know, the 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 trooper scouts looked awesome. I thought the uh, special effects and all of the the VFX and everything just looked great. It was just a great Star Wars battle. I, I loved every second of it. There's not yeah, really much it. more you can say about it. You know, it's just like it is a classic. It is a classic scene. You know, it's like right out of Return of the Jedi, basically yeah. watching those speeders and uh, seeing them, especially getting to see seeing the new. You know, like we just said, the effects. It's just it's just the classic, right? It's just what you want to see. We're it's like you Star need a little Wars. bit of it in there. Yeah, yeah. I I I found myself like the first the first time I watched this episode, kind of feeling like it was my least favorite episode in in the new season because of that, because I was like, okay, 
well, how many times are we just going to watch? I found myself really, really loving like the big, weird creatures in the first couple of episodes, knowing that that's not the main plot or what we need to be watching all the time. But it's like, okay, I've seen Stormtroopers a hundred times. You want monsters. I want something else. You want giant spiders. I want giant, I want more giant spiders, but okay. watching it the second time, and it's like you get so much other uh, you know reveals in the episode that it it it, it makes up for it right. for me. Yeah, I mean, as long as I, I like the, the the little plot points, like whether they're battling giant monsters or or imperial troopers, I like that they're advancing the plot because this is the halfway. Well, point. that's yeah, exactly. The season's halfway done. Um, uh, Ryan, I, I saw. I saw you chiming yeah, in there. Yeah, my, my hand. Yeah, I was raising my I hand. I saw your hand. I, saw <laughs> I chose not to call on you. <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. It's totally fine. <clears throat> um, what did I... Uh, first, oh. I want to give a shout out to ILM Vancouver because uh, they did the VFX for that sequence with the oh, nice. scout troopers and everything. So I thought that was awesome. I also loved how they jumped off the ledge like you're four years old on your big wheel going off the sidewalk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. And that, again, too, felt like a ride. That whole scene, mm-hmm. again, shot like mm-hmm. an amusement park ride. You could feel the, the butterflies in your tummy when you're, like, when they're all going down there. And another little thing I noticed, too, Somebody's because this is, very, <laughs> cause this is very typical of the show, is when that first uh, scout trooper gets uh, blasted by the uh, transport. It explodes like the old Kenner toys. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, and, and, I, and I thought that was a really nice, uh, nice touch. It was a nice touch. <laughs> there, there's a lot of um, – I saw a couple other posts today. There, there seems to be some, like, uh, little Easter eggs. I, I saw I, – I don't know who, who posted it, but somebody – was it the Walrus Man action figure? His vest is seen on some of the other characters. And where did that come from? You have a lightsaber in there? Yeah. It's in the room. I think this was Jake's. What? <laughs> you gave him Star Wars stuff at one uh, point. That looks uh, a little prequel right. for uh, for Jake. Hey, <laughs> oh. it's weathered. Um, Troy, what, what do you Carl think? Carl weathered. Of... Don't call me. I was going to damn it. Oh, man. I can't follow that. I can't. I can't follow Carl Weathered. How do I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no, I mean, I I love and I just want to hat tip to Carl Weathers and and you know everybody that was involved in choreographing that thing because it it felt like a Lucasfilm Amblin chase scene because it had moments of humor. It had uh, the, the it reminded me of the Last Crusade tank chase where like the oh, one biker scout yep. gets past him and gets onto the thing and he's got the thermal detonator and he just happens to walk in front of the cannon like an idiot and it's like you you see grief cargo go oh geez great boom <laughs> right there's some uh, good one-liners <laughs> and stuff it's yeah it's it's such a fun scene and i think that that's what this show has the ability to do is it can continue to harken back to star wars and lucasfilm and spielberg chases and all of the stuff that we love from from these films and give them time too. Like it, it's such an inconsequential thing. Like they're just leaving this base. It has nothing to do with the the entirety of the story that we know of yet. Right. It's yeah. not like the big third act uh, climax. Like this is just a cool chase scene that they have a chance to spend you know five ten minutes on in a right. thirty three minute episode too. It was right. a very short episode, yeah. uh, and they some, left a huge amount of time to it. Something I forgot to mention earlier. This is kind of a big deal. Um, Mando. They didn't know Moff Gideon was alive. Like we we knew mm-hmm. right we we we've, we've known since at least the last episode, um, but they uh, they uh, they were surprised to hear that. And but I love him; he's great. What a great 
awesome, scary villain. Screen like, presence, menacing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, what I said, Obviously, the marshal wasn't doing her job cleaning up that TIE fighter wreck, though. Like, <laughs> hey, Mom Gideon's yeah. TIE fighter's back there. Eh, leave it. Leave it's it. It's fine. Are you sure he's dead? <laughs> eh, he looks dead. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't need ship. to check. Did he, yeah. did I, did, I'm not walking all the way over there to see if he's dead. <laughs> hey, did, <laughs> all right. Did, did Moff Gideon just remove? Did he just cut himself out of that Tie Fighter with a dark saber? No, uh, likely story. No. That's something <laughs> else. <laughs> he used one of those welders for his toilet or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, they kill the uh, scout troopers, and then here come the Tie Fighters. I loved the way the Tie Fighter wings. I don't have we seen that before. The way they kind of like unfolded like that. Maybe we have just in the first season. Yeah, Gideon ship when it lands in the first season. Does okay, that gotcha, of, like, gotcha. But it's yeah. it's so cool. They like it's. I just it was all Star Wars. I get very excited. Yeah, anytime you see that mm-hmm. first person view of whoever's in whatever flying vehicle, yeah, it instantly is just the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I think it's it, that sound too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that it, sound it, of it. Yeah, I kind of have ahead. to. No, I just have to pinch myself because it's 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 crazy to think where we are. I almost feel like we we don't appreciate it enough because we're getting a 35, 40 minute mini Star Wars movie every week for eight straight weeks. It's almost it almost feels callous or or it's like we shouldn't even be nitpicking it, but that's what we're here to do. Yeah, um, we're but, going to. But well, we're I'm still to. giving it eight credits. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> we haven't got the bad, the really. Every show has at least one really, really... Every show ever made has one really, really bad episode. Even Lost, my favorite show of all time, has a couple really, really There's bad... There's some bad ones. There's some there, bad yeah. ones. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, but, Everybody uh, loves Raymond. That one's got a couple bad shows. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> that... I, don't guts. get me started on that. Don't get me started. Oh. There was a discussion in group therapy this week. Somebody said Everybody oh. Loves Raymond was better than Seinfeld, and I almost quit Earth... <laughs> <laughs> I almost had to shut down the group. Uh, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um, so um okay, TIE Fighter Battle. They're coming in and then we see the Razor Crest. This was so much fun. He's taking them out. There's really good aerial photography. The child is doing what we'd all be do- doing yeah. this. Yeah, another amusement park. The the third amusement park ride of the show. <laughs> they were they really fixed that ship. They did did a good job on it. They did a good job. This is the passage of time that I didn't. I I was like, how long? It it was like a new ship. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because before that, they were in school for like half a day. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Ryan. You've been cutting out a little bit. We we, we got you. We got you. We got you. We heard what you said. Was that Canadian? (laughs) It was a Canadian. Canadian (laughs) robot. Um, I. uh, no, they just they they just buffed it out. They 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 got the rust out and they took the ropes off and it's fine. They took the plywood off the sides. Yeah, and... yeah. <laughs> Once you remove the netting, it looks pretty good. <laughs> right, right. Did they, they work double time just so they could get that tracker installed on there yeah, and make it look tracker. like oh yeah, we got this done really fast. Right, right. Yeah. The imperial mechanics showed up as soon as they yeah. took off and they're like, all right, quick. Right, right. They're like, let's do a spotless job so we won't even find the tracker. Yeah. Hey, uh, how'd you guys do that so fast? Oh, it was the craziest thing. We, you know, we, we were about to take our first break. We hadn't gotten very far at all. They're, couple... they're Canadian? Yeah. They're Canadian? You wouldn't even Dave believe Thomas it. Thomas is in Mandalorian? Hey, so anyways, three or four imperial officers show <laughs> up and they it. said, yeah. We'll do it, you know. <laughs> we'll clean it up for you. And, you know, I, was, I mean, I, saw I just him took there a little break. Got a couple Tim boots. I mean, you 
<laughs> you know, it was totally fine. And once I saw they went to school there, I kind of knew right there and then. That was the time to put on that uh, tracking beacon, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I said, so you guys now are... when he goes for a rip, we'll know exactly where he's ripping to, eh? And I saw the guy with the tracking beacon, eh? And I said, you're not going to do anything nefarious with that, right? It's just to keep track because you like the Mandalorian, right? He's a good guy, right? And they said, yeah, it's a good guy, so... Yeah. Um, and then as soon as they turned around, I swear he called me a hoser, but, uh, you know, I can't be too sure there. And a couple uh, Molsons in me, and you never know, eh? So. Oh, my fucking Lord. Abby, I want to hear your Canadian girl accent voice. Oh, yeah, eh? It's a, it's a hoser over there, eh? You sound All like right? Sarah Palin. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. He Alaska from your house. <laughs> You sound like Nev Campbell. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I should probably workshop it. You sound like it's Nev Campbell. That's who you sound like. Okay, I'll take it. And and Trish Stratus. You sound a little bit like Trish Stratus. She's also cool. She's also Canadian. Okay, and that's why that explains it. Um. So yeah. They fixed it. Razor Crest shows up and it's fun. <laughs> it's just fun. I don't know what it's <laughs> It's fucking fun. And then so baby, baby the child Yoda throws up hey. on himself because he's still. You, you know what? What I love about the child, he stole all those cookies, but he's pacing himself. He still had a couple left in the sleeve. <laughs> he knows how to take it easy. Yeah. They fixed yeah, the whole Razor the whole Crest before. Or, yeah. After the whole genocide that he did, he decided to just, <laughs> right. you know. Chill out a little bit. Um, actually, I want to hear what Troy thinks about uh, uh, Din's dad moment after the kid threw up. <laughs> yeah, you got to tend to some stuff on there. It's a little too real. It's a little too real. <laughs> yeah. The whole like, the like and it's always in the car, around. and it's always it's right after you get a car wash. You know, in this case, he had his car finally fixed up, and everything is looking mm-hmm. shiny and pristine. And of course, the the kid goes Bleh, all over. <laughs> ten credits. Yeah. <laughs> ten credits. <laughs> oh my god. god they really got but the yeah, realism they, down in the new uh episode of mandalorian yeah. like the, the whole parenting <laughs> aspect of this like din having to be a parent throughout all of these episodes like they're really hammering home that like yeah. carl, you know carl weathers had to deal with that at some point he's like oh, i got this new uh porsche you know after doing rocky's six or whatever <laughs> uh and my kid barfed and i want to i want to put that in this yeah uh, yeah I'm, I was expecting uh, that they need to put a force-sensitive child on board sticker on the back of the razor crest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, M-count, honor roll. <laughs> oh, my God. Ask about my child's M-count. M-count. My child's M-count is higher than yours. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. It's usually right here about the 40-minute mark where, where things really go off the rails. It just goes off the rails. Um, <laughs> But then the, the episode kind of ends like he he doesn't even go back. This is how he doesn't even go chill with Kara Dune or no. They ask him to. They're like, "Hey man, come for dinner," and he's like, "Hey, nah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I got stuff to do." Yeah, yeah. Um. So how do we feel? Um. Okay. Well, before we talk about that, they do cut to Moff Gideon. There's this final Just, scene yeah. where where we see him kind of hearing about what's going on, but we see all of these. It's like dark trooper armor. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, is that is that the going thought? Is that what that I, is? I think. Yeah, that was my immediate thought. Was the dark because you see like their giant shoulder, like they have that same shape that they had in Dark Forces, um, and which is weird because I, of all the things that they could start working into the canon, like Dark Forces was the least of the things I thought that they were trying to get some uh, some nods and winks in there too. 
Um, we talk about so dark forces for those who don't. Let's pretend I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's pretend. Let's I pretend. Don't. Or we're pretending. Just pretend for let's a minute. I don't know what dark forces. That Greg or me. <laughs> You know what Dark Forces is. So. Let's just pretend. Remember, as we established last week, what this show actually is, uh, what it should be called is Ghostbusters fans talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is our tagline. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Tell yeah. me, tell me, Troy. So Dark Dark Forces being one of the games that came out around the time of uh, Doom, you know, Wolfenstein. It was the Star Wars first person shooter uh, in the nineties. Uh, but focused on Kyle Katarin, who was a rebel who was infiltrating the, imp- uh, the Empire, trying to get the plans to the Death Star, um, my, and, and was Force-sensitive. He learns he's Force-sensitive in the second game. He trains to be a, a Jedi. Um, but the, the whole thing about this is that they have these kind of like Jedi killer uh, dark troopers, and there's several iterations of them, like the big... Um, what are they called? The 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 uh, super battle droids. I'm trying to remember what the the bigger battle droids in the in the prequels are. Oh called. yeah, they're but just super battle droids, like Super Nintendo. There's like eight bit battle droids, yeah. super <laughs> battle droids, and 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 Nintendo battle droid 64, <laughs> and then there's that battle cube. Cube. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that that was my first thought, and, and I texted my buddy Jason. I was like, Dark Troopers, really? Because he's a big Dark Forces fan. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that, t- to me, that's how I read it. And I-, I saw a couple other articles online that sort of called that out too. But if that's what it is, remains to be seen. What would they need a bunch of Force-sensitive Jedi killers for when there's no Jedi left in the galaxy? Oh, there's some Jedi. Yeah. There's a big one out there. His name's Luke Skywalker. He's currently training his sister. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> that stuff's coming. Yeah, it has to be. I, that, oh, it was an accident. Jake, it was an accident. Jake just touched my leg. I was scratching, and Jake touched, touched my leg, Craig and he looked. <laughs> he made it weird. That could have just you could have just kept going. You looked at me funny. That's what Craig and I used to communicate. Okay, thank you for that. He, he was like, "Not now." Thank you for that, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Everybody, raise your, your hands. hands. I want to see. I want. I want to see where everyone's hands are. Dude, we're on the air. Later, dude. Um, you look good in that sweater. Yeah. Hey, what sweater? What sweater? What sweater? What sweater? There's no sweater. Something about um, how good we all look. So okay. <laughs> so that was basically the episode. So it, it's kind of a. So, si- what I love about it, it's a side adventure that gives us a bunch of great Star Wars moments. Advances some really important plot points, right? Because we are now learning that the Empire or the remnants of the Empire are up to something having to do with cloning and utilizing the blood of the child to to infuse their clones more than likely with uh force abilities or or whatever it's not gonna end well it's not it's not gonna go well i have a feeling this all ends with the emperor coming back what do you guys think (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) uh Uh, hey dude do you think that cara dune is gonna go back to the uh Rebels? Oh, yeah, the, I do for sure. Whole part. We yeah. got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, because Carson so, Tebow returns as well. We see the re- yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he he's getting the police report from Grief Carga, who's like, oh, I don't know, I didn't see nothing. Um, yeah, and, and why uh, are they hiding that? Why would they want to keep that from anybody too? So that's another thing too. Well, so there's I actually thought about that. There's a comment earlier that Grief Carga makes um, where they're talking about the the new. Uh, Mando mentions I had some trouble with some of the new was it the new rebellion pilots New Republic, new Republic. Uh, the new Republic pilots and Grief Karga says I wish you know he kind of insinuates like we're peaceful here 
they're as bad as the empire. Like they're, they're, they're out there. You know, I, I don't think he's as a big of a believer in the, the rebellion versus empire. He's just like, we want to do our own thing. We don't need to be policed out here. I um, think, I think his, his line is like the empire couldn't settle us. What makes the new Republic think they can. Exactly. Uh, right. It's, yeah. it's, it actually kind of goes into like that whole political thing about like, you know, there's always the thing about, uh, you know, America going into other countries and saying like, we're going to fix everything. And then it's like, we've been there for 30 years and everything's getting worse somehow. Mm. Um, no politics. Okay. So, um, mm. but I think that's kind of like what he was saying. And then it, it kind of makes sense that, uh, that that's, he's not really willing to give that much information to the, to the, you know, what, what's the character's name? The new X-Wing pilot. He's great, by the way. I like him. A lot. Uh, Karsten Tiba. Yes. Yes. Um, so, but then he has this conversation with Cara Dune. There's <laughs> just like, what? Go ahead. No, it's just the conversation is sort of, you know, the Alderaan thing. Yeah. The Alderaan thing. Did you lose anybody at Alderaan? Like, uh, bro. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I Everybody. did, dude. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you heard what happened. You know that I did. <laughs> He's like making, it's like the worst. Oh, you were talk. there? You you fought in Alderaan? Then you know yeah, the yeah. answer to that question. It's the worst small talk ever. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, oh, did you lose anybody at Hiroshima? <laughs> yeah, it was really fucking bad. It was bad. Uh, yeah, so I think, um, but will she go back to the rebellion? I think so for sure. Like, I mean, she kind of gives, she looks like she gives it a thought, you know? And I think that might be, maybe that's going to be her overarching thing here is that by the end of this series, we, we see her as a pilot or right. something. Or like a resistance what, pilot. Good yeah. What is that medallion that he hands to her? Is that like the rebel equivalent of a purple heart or something? Like just it's some sort of an award? What, what I don't is know. That I, I, I thought maybe like, I, I don't have a clue, but I was like, maybe that's some sort of like recruitment thing. You know, I don't know. I yeah. was like, mm. Maybe he's like, this is here if you want it. You know? Yeah. They, they like do the that. Wings. They do that in Star Wars a lot. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of badges being like badges. a lot of badges, a lot of medallions just being given out all the time. <laughs> There's that one. Here's in, your well, New Republic challenge coin. <laughs> <laughs> There's the one in, in Rise of Skywalker where, where uh, Zori Bliss is like, look what I got. He's like, you've got a first order medallion that gets you in it. It's a backstage pass to everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a groupie, so it was easy to get. <laughs> I was in the first five rows of uh, Van Halen concert. So <laughs> by the way, if anybody wants a really interesting backstage rock and roll story check out yes have some podcasts this week where we sat down with andrew schaefer he tells a hell of a limp biscuit story uh mm. it's well mm. worth uh, l- uh listening to um so yeah i i like her her uh abby you were talking about cara dune's uh her her rebel tattoo yeah her like either i've been to jail or i've killed some people <laughs> tattoo on her face which yeah, i yeah. think is very cool um yeah. Her whole aesthetic and um, like we've talked her musculature and like just imposing form is is so cool. I think it'd be really awesome to see her take the uniform and, you know, kind of clean up. I don't, I don't want to say clean up her act, but like find purpose. Right. And I think that that was kind of hinted at there at the end right. of the episode. Well, I, 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 she says I'm not a joiner, just kind of insinuating like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> it was a lot better than. What's your last name, son? I don't have one. We'll call you Solo. Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Troy. Okay. okay. You, like, you know what it did? It, oh, it, it smoothed over one thing in, in Last Jedi that a lot of people had objection to was uh, Benicio Del Toro's character just being called Don't Join. And so here she is saying, I'm not a joiner. And this, this character's name was Don't Join. Wait, so is that why his name's DJ? Is that DJ? DJ? Yes, yeah. Oh, DJ I thought he was a DJ the whole time. <laughs> um, I am never talking about him live again. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? 
<laughs> Ryan's not allowed to talk about that character because it oh, leads yeah. to editing. Uh, that's really funny. That w- w- the first time I ever had to call Ryan and say, "Hey man, uh, you crossed the line." Stop today. it! <laughs> Stop it, Ryan! Uh, um, you know we still have day jobs, so uh... <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> um, so okay, cool. So we covered so much ground. Great episode. I, I loved uh, so much of it. I love where it's going. We're not going to do the predictions segment because nobody ever has any good predictions. But what I'm thinking is that Ahsoka Tana is in hiding and Mr. Mando with the Razor Crest and the tracking beam is leading the Empire to her. Directly to her, She's not going to be happy about this. Um, But I got to think that uh, Bogotan and and her crew can't be too far behind as well. So, uh, yeah. There's a war coming. Yeah, there is. Um, There's been an awakening. I felt it for the first time in a jar. Did you feel it? Were you in the jar too? No Snoke. No Snoke. Yeah. Oh, with I can't wait till they finally reveal where Snoke is born. They're like, "Bring me Snoke," and they're like, pouring him out. The child tries yeah. to eat him. Like, the child's gonna get me a burger. He's like a little tadpole. The child is the pickle. First, the ch- <laughs> The child ate the first three snooks. The first three- <laughs> <laughs> Just cut to the child. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's some good shit. Um, oh, man, that's good. All right, Abigail. I'm going to throw shit. to you right now. Who oh, was shit. The- is it my creature count segment? Yep. Yeah, we're going to do the creature count. Go okay, for it. Well, this one's going to be short, y'all, because uh, the only thing that I found in here in this episode that seemed new doesn't have any description on the internet i looked up the ferret creature yeah which cara dune feeds and then he does a little nuzzle and he shows up at the end of the episode so adorable and i don't know what that thing is called except for she calls him little guy so i'm gonna call him little Little species space weasel Uh, and now yeah what was the speed what was the type of species that was there that was trying to eat that I think you mentioned whatever those things are called. It's pun. It's Punda Baba. I can't remember. There you go. His, yeah. Okay. It's, so uh, you got that. Yeah. That's not it. Small creature count this week. No really uh, short. Giant spiders or crate dragons. Sorry, mm-hmm. man. It's okay. Yeah. Sorry about, I mean, they sorry can't. Sorry about the lack of kaiju. <laughs> It's all right. You just can't start off a season very strong with like two huge episode one, okay. episode one Jaws, and then <laughs> you know. <laughs> Episode two, the then episode two is you know, all the spot, you know, the mist. Basically. Basically. It's like, oh, this is the mist. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when he did to eat that uh, that one out of the egg, it kind of had that stringiness. It kind of made me want nachos, but yeah. Yeah. That's gross. That's gross. I saw Jake crying what? today. I-, I looked over after we watched The Mandalorian, and you were like, I just thought there'd be a monster this time. Oh, I thought you were about to, I thought you were about to say, I saw Jake cry today when we watched the Lego Star Wars oh, yeah. holiday special. Yeah, I did see Jake cry today. Real quick, did everybody watch that? Did everybody yes. cry? It was great. It was great. It was really funny and well done. And uh, I still don't think Poe Dameron's living up to his potential. Even in a Christmas sweater, he was letting me down. I, I, I love crazy Poe Dameron who just wants to plan a party. Like, that's just <laughs> yeah. a great yeah. Poe Dameron. I can um, there were some really funny moments in there. My favorite Oh, line, off-world Jawa. <laughs> my favorite moment, <laughs> me and Jake both died laughing at this moment where, uh, oh, God, what is the setup? Um, 
Luke would it was uh Kylo says to Luke is it Kylo or is it yeah it is Kylo. Kylo oh Kylo uh oh he says like oh he says something like oh it's you I hate you or something like that yeah Luke goes I don't even know who you are <laughs> <laughs> so Oh my I don't even know who you are. Because like, it's like young Luke. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, I, yeah. What I loved about... I was drinking his blue milk. What I loved about... I don't, I don't want to spoil... <laughs> yeah. any, I don't want to spoil the, the holiday special, but the, the Lego holiday special, it's on uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's on uh, Universal, <laughs> the Universal Pictures channel. Um, no, it's... I don't want to spoil it, but what I... What, what impressed me about myself is I do not consider myself a Star Wars expert. I consider myself a novice when it comes to Star Wars. That's why I have to keep Troy around and Ryan and all you people. Um, but like to understand what's going on in that 45 minutes, you have to have a pretty thick knowledge of at least 11 movies. There's a lot going There's on. A lot, There's a lot of like inside jokes inside and then just jokes. like a lot of... It just cuts to everything. Yeah, it was there's really so good. much stuff happening. It kind of made me want time travel to be canon because how much fun would that be? Me too. Yeah, me too. Oh, I, I was a little was a like sequel. What? I thought that was a sequel. That just seemed to come right out of episode nine and just seemed to line up perfectly. So <laughs> yeah, well, it did. It definitely had more. Uh, there was more like training in that episode in that than just like the entire Star Wars saga. It's like, oh, there's some good like, training happening here. Tra- yeah, Finn is training as a Jedi. And it's like, yeah. that was the one complaint that a lot of people had about Rise of Skywalker. It was like, why isn't Finn exploring his Force sensitivity in this yeah. movie? Yeah, I thought so it- there was a couple really good missed opportunities. Uh, they did not, they needed to make jokes about Ray explaining her last name. And they did. They needed to have a running gag of Finn being like, Ray, I have to tell you something. I love you. <laughs> and Force, like, just like going back and forth. Like, anyways. anyways. Um, okay, cool. So why don't we go to our MVP of the episode? I love this segment, and I'm even going to play this noise again because we're going to run through it. Here we go. Ryan Dole, the MVP of tonight's Ooh. episode of Mandalorian. Um, I gave the MVP to Carl Weathers uh, himself. He did a great job, his enthusiasm the night before and today. He's just super excited. He's super grateful, super thankful. Uh, you know, and it's very true. It's very Carl Weathers. He's very in the center of the screen a lot. Yes. And uh, he and he chewed up every scene. And I actually, I loved it. I was here for it. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, so he gets he gets my MVP. There you go. Abigail. Fantastic nomination. Um, Probably the obvious one here. I'm saying Cara Dune. I thought that she was awesome. It was her return after a while. So she... Like I said, commanded the screen and threw elbows and punches and did awesome shit uh, like a wrestler. And I enjoyed her very much in this episode. And I think she's the MVP. I think she did a lot of awesome stuff to save the day. Cool, cool. Uh, Troy? Uh, I was going to say Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, for all the reasons that Ryan said. Um, But I will also say the one stormtrooper who goes out to that little island control panel without hesitation and tries to shut the thing down even though the lava is rising and does this yeah. come on man nobody lives forever kind of right right, right. hey and there's another it's thing about trooper. that same stormtrooper he actually hits something when he shot his blaster there you go good job he wow. gets it good automatic man. Gets too bad it. he died all right well <laughs> ryan uh jigabosh yeah well Sorry. i'm Ryan already Just call me Ryan. I, I'm call you Ryan. I'm having a hard time telling the difference between me and Ryan as well, so it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll shave next week, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's. This is gimmick infringement. <laughs> gimmick 
refreshment. I, I think all the all the best choices have already been stated, and I think it's absolutely Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers? Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to say Carl Weathers as well. Grief Cargo was great. He had a lot to do in this episode. A lot to do. Directed the episode. Fantastic. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give the child a runner up because talk about every moment he's on screen. The the dude who has to the dude whose job it is to say the line M count in <laughs> post prequel Star Wars should get it because he's like oh fuck, I gotta say it. I'm the I'm the midichlorian guy okay you know what props to oh, dude it's so good though Dave Filoni and John Favreau who had to sit down and I bet John Favreau was like no we're not doing that we're not bringing these fucking midichlorians and Dave it. Filoni was like. No, you don't listen, understand. Listen, listen. I, my <laughs> mentor, Georgie boy, <laughs> he talks like Craig trying to get attention. He's listen. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> listen, I just got off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somewhere, I'd like to think that somewhere George Lucas is like. Well, I didn't like how they called it the M count because the M count's actually completely different. Thing in the Star Wars, you know, in my in my prequel, my original sequel trilogy, the prequels, it was gonna remember, was it the Wills, the Battle of the Wills? They were gonna gonna go inside the midi chlorians and explore the world that exists inside the M count. Cool, George. Psychedelics must have been a hell of a time on you in the 1960s. God damn it, dude. M count. That's gonna be the name of our band. M count. I like that. M count. Just when you think you couldn't be force sensitive enough, we are M count. Um, we are M count. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> Every song's about M count. Uh, M count. I remember one time when I was a kid, I moved a spoon. <laughs> yeah. And then I grew up and it Ooh. became a broom. And then became <laughs> uh. broom boy, broom boy. <laughs> There's my Jedi friend. There's my Jedi friend. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's some um, Canto bites. Why oh, just wow. holiday album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. This was a lot of fun. Oh, we're not going to do Baby Yoda moment. Oh shit! I forgot a whole segment. It's time for. Where is it? There it is. The Baby Yoda Yay. moment of the week. There he is. Aww, look at, oh, look at him. Uh, that's so guy. cute. By the way, he's totally a John Connor or a, or a Danny from TMNT. He's stealing 20s out of Cara Dune's purse. He no is, doubt sure. in my yeah. mind. He's like, <laughs> next episode, he's going to be playing with that little medallion. Yeah. I think he ate that kid he stole the cookies from. He's he like wearing a headband. <laughs> he ate the kid. He's, the razor crest. He's got the medallion. He's like, where did you get that? <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't that Cara Dunes? Did you hear what happened on Alderaan? He, uh, he, he would have ate Alderaan. <laughs> Troy, the child moment of the week. Uh, the, the whole thing where he's in the whatever the Star Wars equivalent is of the Jeffrey's tube, uh, doing the red wire, blue wire thing. Yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. Was good stuff. killed me. That was good stuff. Uh, Abigail, so so cute. I see right before uh, Baby Yoda threw up when he was really living it up, throwing his hands in the air, eating cookies <laughs> while going loop de loo and the razor crest. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was the moment I related to most for Baby Yoda, and he was adorable doing I, it. So. By the way, I love seeing the Razor Crest do that that one move where it like shut everything down and did like a little like a boo 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 like a float move and then just yeah. Yep. Oh, it. dude, it so cool. 
So yeah, it was cool. Uh, uh, Ryan, baby Yoda movie. Uh, my favorite part was him in the school when he looked at the kid and said, hey, give me one. The kid was like, no. And he's like, yoink. <laughs> so uh, I, that was definitely – and then he's just, they're just chewing on him. The kid still has crumbs on his lips. He's like, the fuck? And he's like, he's already like eating three of them. Like, yeah. That, that's, yeah. Like this season, I'm yeah. all about him eating. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what he did. Maybe he actually once uh, he he eats a substance, he has the ability to force create it. So he's just like, oh, I just finished my sleeve. Here's another sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> go cookies, go. That. Yeah, and I also love, he looked. I at love the, all, no, continue. Go for it. No, I was just going to say of all of the foes that uh, Baby Yoda has encountered, he's never encountered the selfish kid in school that doesn't yeah, really care. Right. <laughs> I know. Who, who you, you know he got back, and he was like, that kid was bullying me. And they're like, <laughs> what? What was he doing? He was a bully. He's like... <laughs> Oh yeah, and what about, me out and t- what about the frog ladies? What about the frog ladies? Yeah, cookies back. What about the frog ladies' eggs? They they were also they were looking at me funny. They were looking at me really weird. They 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 calling me names. They said you were a bad Mandalorian too. They were like they were like. Yeah, they said like the fact that you like don't take off your helmet means you're kind of dumb. They were like, you will never get this. <laughs> By the way, I liked uh, I liked earlier in the episode where they're eating soup, and you see Mando lift up his helmet. <laughs> oh, dude, we finally see how he does this because that's yeah. the most annoying. He take his help. It is. It's kind. Of, it's totally like his. He has it's to sleep. Stupid. Oh, Jake, you being new to the show, I, I have to, I asked this about everyone on the first show, so I have to ask you: What do you think the inside of Din's helmet smells like? Oh, it definitely smells like um, probably. Oh boy, like maybe matted old discarded like I, I imagine like you know when you go into like a pet smart and they and they're like they shave the dogs and stuff. There's probably a garbage bag somewhere of just like a bag full of discarded dog Dirty fur. Dog probably like that. Yeah. Fat and hot sauce burps, that's what I imagine. Hot <laughs> solo be like, God kid, it smells like the inside of a wampa in here. <laughs> We've been all working on really bad Han Solo. Uh, yeah, dude, they're all great. They're all terribly great. Hey, kid. Uh, hey, kid. You want to like, uh, you know, want to clean that thing out once in a while? Because uh, it's during John it's Wayne. Like a, it's a yeah. yeah, I was John like, that's Wayne. John. That's yeah. clearly John Wayne. It's John uh, your cable Wayne. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think John Your Cable Wayne is some sort of Batman crossover. Uh, uh, oh, what was your What's mo- up? your moment of the week? Your baby? Oh, the oh, it's the vomit, right? Yeah, it's, it's gotta, gotta be the vomit. The- <laughs> 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 gotta be. Uh, honestly, the whole thing we talked about earlier, but but <laughs> driving the Razor Crest, like cleaning him off while he yeah. like that's hilarious. Like you never got to see Han Solo do that. Like I, but I love. I I would like to think that at some point there was a time where young Ben Solo, the future Kylo Ren, is sitting shotgun to Han Solo, and he's throwing he's up. Throwing and he's up. like, "Damn it, kid!" Oh. And Chewie's just like, "I'm not touching that. You made that kid. Han Solo, I'm not like, your babysitter. So you're Ben Solo. I'm Han Solo. You've thrown up on yourself. I'm like, ah, no. If this is the worst thing you ever do to me, then it's fine. I don't think Han Solo lets little Ben sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. No, no. I just don't think that no, happens. Not at all. Go see your father. Leaves him at home with his Wait, mom. Wait, but you, could you imagine Chewbacca 
taking little Ben Solo to like the Life Day Festival. He's got him on his shoulders. Yeah. God, what a tragedy. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Final thoughts, everybody. We've had a lot of fun. By the way, thank you for the uh, for the chap. Yeah, uh, for everyone's sure, doing for great sure. in there. Uh, Johnny Shoecare says he's got a ship. It's definitely got a poop shoot in a shower. I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. Dude, <laughs> he's I'm talking about Mando he's, when he, like when oh, he, he got he, off he's the talking about crest, the smell. He got this one. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, when I he think... got the razor crest. He should have like ran to the bathroom. <laughs> like, here's the kid. I gotta go take a leak. Right, I haven't right, been able right, to right. leave like the um, cabin like forever. By the way, guys, we're gonna leave a few more minutes for some Q and A. If anybody wants us to tackle anything that we haven't tackled, let us know right now in the chat. Um, and I'll get my cheap plugs out of the way and then we'll, we'll round table and end this thing. Uh, thank you guys, everybody for joining here on yes. Have some, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. We're doing midnight Mando every Friday night. Thank you to Ryan and Troy, uh, for, for joining us here at the YHS crew. Uh, this has been a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, um, sure. so, um, and yeah, if you don't know, yes, have some podcasts, you can find us on all of the normal podcast outlets, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all of that. And uh, we're on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at YHS Podcast. And also, Abigail, happy birthday. Thank you. I oh, yeah, it's that. your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy 25th birthday. Oh, you better Aww. stop. Thank you. Aww. I have had a special birthday, definitely. Having an episode in where you come out. Is <laughs> Sorry for the internet issues tonight, guys. I th- we're all cutting out at some point. <laughs> oh, I'm was like, I cutting out? Just for a second. Yeah, you it's sounded fun. like a battle droid. Yes. Roger, That's Roger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Abby, keep repeating Roger, Roger Roger, until Roger. it screws up and then it'll be great. Roger, Roger. Roger. No, okay, I'm done with that idea. Um, Where are you taking them? Uh, it doesn't compute. Do You're we, under arrest. Um, uh, do you think Ahsoka will show up in the last episode? Do we? Okay, that's kind of a... Do no. you think you think we're going to see her before that? I think we're going to see her next week because Dave Filoni is directing. Okay, that's his girl. That's his girl. Uh, any other uh, thoughts on that? I think maybe we'll see her like end of the second to last episode so we get a full episode with her on the on the final episode right 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 uh and there's been rumors of a, an ahsoka spinoff show so uh she will be in the star wars future um, you get a spinoff and you <laughs> get a spinoff let's see her first before yeah. we get spin-off. i want to see the razor crest get a uh i think the i think spin-off. the internet is more spinoff happy than the actual studio probably is so <laughs> right, like, and right. this person gets a spinoff right like, right right mm-hmm. yeah um all right guys well any final thoughts and then we can end this thing. Troy Benjamin. I just want to say hi to Jake because He's I'm right glad here, to see man. that guy. Hey, hey, hey Jake. Yeah. You too. I, Thank you. I'm glad to have him on this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, final thoughts, man. I don't know. Uh, this was a great episode. I'm actually starting to get sad that we're getting toward the end already. I'm, I'm one of those people that's like, Oh no, we all, we only have so many episodes remaining. There's going to be an end coming up here pretty soon. So I'm starting to feel pretty bad about that, but I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Troy. Episode. There's no way that the year-long wait between season two and season three will be quite as eventful as the first year. There's no God, way I that next year could be just like this year, right? Yeah. Where everything got you probably. Know, I don't know if you guys heard about this. There's a lot going on. This. There's a lot going on in the world. Are you doing a bit? <laughs> and this is my bit. And it is. It's 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 pretty impressive that this season is is launching a year after the last season because of the amount of time and effort that they have to put into this show and the fact that they didn't know if they were getting a second season until until the um the show launched on Disney Plus and 
So they they really everybody was working overtime. All the VFX people, Ryan mentioned, you know, the ILM Vancouver folks that I'm sure were working double shifts and night shifts and just trying to get this thing done in the middle Always. of all of the pandemic shit that's happening. Um, it's just impressive that we're getting a second season right now, and it's it's helping. Like this Thursdays, watching the show uh, at night and then watching it again in the morning and then talking to you guys on Friday nights. Like this is. It's the light at the end of my tunnel at the week. Uh, so I'm just happy as a clam to be doing it. Very cool. I like Thank that. You, I'm happy as a I clam as well. Same. Yeah. Um, Abigail, any final thoughts? I just, similar to Troy, I wish that there were more episodes to come. Um, not that I want the story to get bloated or anything, but I, I just, I do love looking forward to these, these evenings, being able to hang out and talk with friends um, about something that we love. And it's been really cool to have something new come out. It has been kind of the, the light at the end of this year um, and looking forward to next year, you know, hopefully things will kind of shake up and change a little bit, but this has been a really good thing to have and having all of you here, Jake, you included uh, special. It's getting you. sappy thank over you. here. It's Ryan, don't be so sappy. Ryan, say something crazy. Okay. I, I'm happy about the clam as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm also very stoked that, uh, Jake is here this week. It's it's kind of nice that we're all here. It's Abby's birthday. It's family. And uh, yeah, yeah it, it really does. It feels like, uh, you know, we should all be, it feels like we're in the same room tonight, even though we're not. And it's, uh, you know, tonight tonight was good. And we had a good episode. And man, this show just <laughs> fucking rules, man. Well, the last one's not good. Now I feel self-conscious. No, <laughs> no man. The, the old, this whole show is good. Like, and just like Abby said, too, like I look forward to Fridays. Like Fridays are now like my favorite day of the week because right. we get to do this and it's right. so much fun. It's, it's yeah. almost like there's a thread that's connecting all of us together tonight. Like a spider web, like a giant spider web. Yeah, yes. it's really warm. Uh, yeah, it is a little warm. Uh, Jake, any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I just think there's something to be said about there's this weird. So Star Wars is kind of like this weird, growing, living organism that, like, when you when you take it, like, as opposed to like what the Marvel films are, where there's like 15 films put out in 15 years that are all feeling very much the same. When you have three separate. Saga, you know, trilogies of Star Wars movies that are all kind of, for some people, all over the place in what you like or what you don't like, or very, you know, feel so different from one another. And then you have a show like this where they're like, hey, you know what? Let's try to pull everything in together. And you have, oh, Gypsy's here. Gypsy's here. Gypsy's got final thoughts. Um, one of the things that has been on my mind a lot lately is like rewatching prequels and, and feeling better about the things that have always kind of annoyed me. And the kind of stuff that helps that is, is, is like what they're doing in, in Mandalorian, you know, like take like what we're talking about with the M count and stuff like that. And Craig, Craig, you know, that like recently I was, I, I, I was on the phone with Craig recently and I was like, you know what, you know what they needed in rise of Skywalker, Anakin. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's like that's not what I think I would be uh, yeah, right. known Jake to say. Was like, you? Jake, Jake was like, you yeah. know, because I was talking about like how there's those, there's rumors that the Obi One show is going to be set possibly in two different timelines, and we might see like Clone Wars era stuff. And we, you know, we might get Hayden Christensen. Uh, Christensen and Jake goes, you know what? You know what? Hold on, I want that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said that. I totally oh. do too. I want some Portman action to come back. <laughs> it's just like it I feels. Don't... It feels like we're in an era of Star Wars where you know there's there's so much old stuff to take, and it's like people who are who are who are maybe behind all this are like you know what? Let's take some of the stuff that didn't go over as well, right. like midichlorians. And let's redemption. try to Make let's good. try to yeah exactly or, let's yeah. give it a redemption and let's try to bring it in and I agree everything what you were saying Troy earlier about it and how it kind of takes like the mysticism out of it but it's like if they're it's gonna, already there if they're gonna figure out yeah they've already done that and if they're gonna try to figure out a way to be like you know what let's try to make this work for everybody and go forward in a way that it just feels better right. That that's great to me. I like Bill Fall Gravity's comment. Why is there three of the same people? <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that I I specifically Craig when you said you wanted I was to trying to say show, something I nice about Star Wars a beard just yeah. so that I wasn't the only person without a beard on the show. I knew right, let's 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 acknowledge the. Uh, Let's acknowledge well, Addy, the, the uh, let's acknowledge the fact that all white people look the same. Is that no? Where, let's is that acknowledge the the calamari in the room here. When I messaged Troy and said, "Hey, I'm sending you a sweater to wear," he was like, "Okay, cool. What is it?" I I could I didn't even tell him what we were you doing. Just got it. I just did it. Um. So, uh, listen, everybody. I, this was fun. Uh, my final thoughts are: I, I do love doing Midnight Mando. I love what we do at Yes Have Some, uh, and uh, I love uh, Star Wars, and it's fun to be able to do this every week. It's fun that we've got, I've been saying it every week to have a a piece of star Wars lore that seems to be universally loved and appreciated, uh, considering what we went through with the prequels and then the sequel trilogy and knowing that this is a, 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 you know, a franchise that spans over 40 years now, uh, going, it's almost 45 years. Uh, that's crazy. And you got people who, who are just gravitating towards it and, uh, Mandalorian seems to be knocking it out of the park so far. I'll be waiting for the bad episode. Though. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the the bottle episode where it's just yeah. the just Horatio Sands chasing a fly, and you're gonna be like, "Who directed this one? <laughs> oh, Ryan Johnson's back. He's back. It's just them in the Razor Crest talking about uh, past. Uh, Past shows, yeah. remember that? Oh yeah, <laughs> the clip the show. Clip that's that's clip. Clip. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, ha- Mando, you've always had a way with words. Yeah. It's a clip show that's in place word? of a finale too, so it's like, yeah. oh, like Star Trek Next Generation season two. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Find right, out next season. Well, listen, this was a ton of fun. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We absolutely love hanging out on Friday nights. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We will see you next week. Cue the music for Troy Benjamin, Ryan Dole, Jacob Walsh, Baby the Child Yoda, and Abigail Gardner. My name is Craig Goldberg. I need a haircut. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Good night. Good night. Family sweater. Midnight Mando is Thank you. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. I still feel like Stuart Molly in the sweater. This is still in the broadcast. Wait, are we all wearing the same?